0: And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and I am looking forward to spending as much time as I can with you today. So, thank you for tuning in. Maybe you just listened to Susie Larson Live. And as always, I come in and I look at the text line, and it's all on fire with people that just loved her hour. So, I hope that was the case. If you got a chance to hear it, and if not, you can always check the podcast for either show. I always uh recommend going to myfaithradio.com and checking it out. You know, Mondays I love to get things started on a lighter note because a merry heart is like good medicine and I think uh, we all need lots of that. And so I hope you had a good weekend and to get our week started with me is my friend and companion and come uh, come come let's see come combatant, 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 yeah, (laughs) from the great state of Iowa and the prestigious town of West Des Moines, Patrick Albanese. Patrick, nice to have you on.
1: Always a pleasure to be here, you know, uh, except that one time, a couple of years back. I remember that. Let's not talk about it. I think you called me a combatant. It's still
0: still too sensitive for both of us. Let's just let
1: that go, okay? Yeah. I've completely forgotten what happened. I don't even know. I don't remember either. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I have a, oh, qu- yeah. I have a question ahead. for you today. All how right.
0: good are you at receiving help? When somebody oh, offers I... you help, do you say yes or no? Or do you push back? Do you, well, say thank you, that'd be wonderful. Where are you on that?
1: Uh, I'm all over the map. I'm not great at it. Uh, and and like most people, I struggle with how many times do I have to say no before they actually believe me that the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know, isn't there always the you say, you know, oh, I couldn't possibly. You have to get like I, I couldn't possibly. That's much too generous. Uh, as much as you want to say yes, and then you have at, at some point you you go, I don't know. Do I know this person well enough to know their breaking point where they say, okay, well, I withdraw the offer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's let's do uh, let's do the five person survey. Are you good at receiving help when someone offers to help you? Are you good at saying yes, or do you push back? So uh, you can say yes or push back, one or the other, yes or push back. Send it over to 877-933-2484. Patrick and I will do our our analysis of the results. So first to three wins, 877-933-2484. So yeah. Over the weekend, Patrick, there was some uh, gathering for uh, a family sort of reunion, and I was at their house on Saturday night, and they needed an airport ride. Leaving the next morning at 6 a.m., they needed to be picked up at 4.15, and they were going to take a, 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 a cab. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll do it. I'll I'll, p- I'll pick you up and give you a ride. Yeah. And they, the pushback was unbelievable. So, oh, no, 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 you can't. That's too early. And I go, no, no, I'm happy. I'm up anyway. I'd be happy to do it. No, we can't. We we just can't. <laughs> I love that. Oh. I said no, no no no. I really really mean it. I want to help. I let let me do this. Okay. This would make this would make me happy. Yes, exactly, make... exactly. Yeah. And in this town, in this town, if I live in this town, you don't have to take a cab. I'll come pick you up and give you a ride. So uh, finally, I finally was persuasive enough, and it happened. And at four fifteen, I I picked
1: him up and gave him a ride,
0: and it
1: all worked. But. There well, was well, I, and and I'm going to wager you had a, a chauffeur's cap. <laughs> I did a freshly a freshly waxed vehicle and white gloves. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. White gloves, mm-hmm. and you had a little pine tree hanging from the rear view mirror, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it fresh. Yes, I did, and I thought See, the funny thing is, is when you first brought when you first said you know about the ride to the airport, th- that's got you written all over it.
0: Oh, definitely,
1: and I'm, and I'm like that too. It's a ride to the airport. Yes, I happen to love doing the ride to the airport, mm-hmm. uh, especially the crack of dawn ones, because I know for people, they say, this is a monumental favor. Mm-hmm. And to, to people like I know for you, you say, this is nothing. I love doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, now, had they said four in the afternoon, you'd say, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I was thinking of some potential responses. If somebody said something to me, offering like a ride to me, uh, what if my response was, oh, you would do that? Like, oh, yeah. y- you would you would do that nice thing? And I-, I would go, they would go, yeah, I'd be happy to. Go, well, then I go, well, I want to take you up on it. But, you know, there was that pushing back, that back and forth, back and forth. Now it's too early, can't, that? Yeah, you know. Finally got it to work where I was able to do it, and I was so happy to do it and they were happy to do it, to
1: have me do it so well I, I yeah see i would i think if somebody offered that to me, I don't know if I would do much pushback on it okay because i I really don't believe that somebody would offer to do a four thirty a m pickup or fifteen or well now hang on a second, let me take that back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're obviously um, not listening to me. It wasn't not four thirty it was four
1: fifteen just circa <laughs> <laughs> circa four thirty yeah exactly circa four um I don't know if somebody would offer that unless they they meant it mm-hmm. uh, but also yeah i don't think I don't know if I could just out and out ask somebody to do it now. Uh, because my mother-in-law would when she would fly to the east Coast to see her son there was always you know a, a six o'clock flight and uh, she was just operating in the you know the mindset that oh six a.m you need to be there three hours early for that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but uh, I never minded taking her for that one Yeah. Um, and uh, because it would be well, the fun thing for me. is She would say, well, can you show up at 4.30? And so what I would do is I would show up at 4.30 a.m., and then I would get in the driveway, and I would send her a text saying, I'm here. And then I would, she says, I'll be right out, and that's usually when I would leave, drive to the convenience store half a mile away, fill up, get a couple of fresh cups of coffee, and then return to her driveway as she's walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew her time when she says, I'm walking out. I said, I have 15 minutes to to take care of right now. So I'd get her a cup of coffee and things like that. And it was, it was, it just was fun. And then she discovered Uber. And I, and she prefers Uber.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: I don't know if it's the quality of the coffee I brought. I'm not sure. Probably so. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, the gas station coffee is not notoriously the best. Yeah. uh, So let me
0: get to a portion in scripture, which I think ties into all of this. It's in Mark chapter 8, in verse 22, it says, They came to Bethesda, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. So they took a blind man by the hand, and the blind Mm. man must have been thinking, Where are you taking me, and who is this man you are taking me to see?
1: Yeah. And do we need an appointment? Because if he's the big deal that you say, uh, no, that's uh, I, now the blind man went along.
0: He did. But I mean, you have to say there is some advocacy going on on behalf of the blind man. He is trusting these friends that have come alongside to say, I am trusting you. I don't know where you're taking me and I don't know who you're taking me to see, but I'm, you were recruiting me to meet this man named Jesus, and I'm going. So they're looking out for his best interest. They're helping him. So it's one of those connections I just made in my brain that said, what happens when you try to help somebody and they say no, and they push back?
1: Well, okay, so that's a great question, because sometimes introducing somebody just to say, you should really check out my church, I think you would really like it. And uh, in a way, you know, your I mean, hope and desire is that you're helping maybe lead somebody to Christ who isn't there yet. But uh, the, also that, you know, when, when they're in the right atmosphere, that they'll see, oh, this is much more than I thought it was. Um, I mean, you know, a blind man gets brought to Jesus, gets touched by Jesus, most likely is uh, having his life changed. And uh, we'll probably shout from the rooftops, hey, you have got to follow this man. Um, and you know, we, don't, we don't have that kind of power <laughs> when we bring somebody to church, but we're hoping in a way we're trying to recruit yet another, for lack of a better word, warrior for Christ, right? Yep. Somebody who will, uh, I, I mean, I never look at it like I'm trying to recruit a warrior for Christ. I'm looking at it like I think this is something you need in your life. I think we all need this in our life, and maybe if you're walking around with a hole in your heart, I I might might be able to help you find something that can fill that hole, that can fill <laughs> that emptiness you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you're you're hoping, right? Yeah,
0: right, exactly. So I you love know. I love when my friends text text me and during the show, and my friend Jay said. If your friend is anything like me, it's not that he doesn't want you to take him to the airport at 4.15. It's that he doesn't want to talk to anyone he knows at 4.15. (laughs) And B, he doesn't want to reciprocate a 4.15 drop at the airport. So that's a good point as well. You know, Uber, if you get an Uber car, you can request a silent ride. That's an option now. So in other words, you have clicked silent ride, which means when you get picked up, the, the driver makes no conversation with you.
1: Well, so I have – this is something, you know, back when I lived in Los Angeles, if somebody asked you for a ride to the airport, it is the equivalent of, you know, not just asking you to help them move, but to basically build the house first and then move all the furniture. It's a, it's a very big ask. And uh, my default was often if I thought, oh, boy, I don't know if I want to do that, Would be no, but I'm happy to pay for the cab. (laughs) (laughs) And most of the time, people say no. I'm not taking your money for the cab ride. Said no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do a 4 a.m. ride to LAX (laughs) because it's going to still take us an hour and 20 minutes to get there. But uh, I'm happy to. Here's five dollars toward the cab ride. That's they great. would have, uh, in fact, out there, they have these super shuttles. And you say, oh, you know what? They're they're relatively inexpensive. Instead of a $70 cab ride, for $30, I can get a ride to the airport. It's a van. The van says, what time's your flight? You say, 6 a.m. They say, great. We'll see you at 2.15. And you say, excuse me? 2.50. <laughs> <laughs> is the airport even open? They go, oh, we're not getting to the airport until about 5.30. But we have to pick... You, you think we can do a $30 cab ride to LAX for 30 bucks? No, no, we're picking up 14 other people. <laughs> right, right. You are going to be sharing this ride. Yeah. but so, I, I, uh, yeah, he, yeah, you don't want to talk to too many people at 415. Yeah,
0: that's true. But I also yeah. I think of this blind man who, you know, his friends recruited him, said, we're going to do this. We're going to get you. We're going to take you by the hand. We're going to take you. You're going to go meet this person, and he is trusting that. The, these friends are going to be looking out for his best interest, and I yeah. think we we live with so much uh, autonomy. We just we want to make sure we're not putting anyone out or not inconveniencing anybody. And I I'm not sure in the body of Christ that's a good way to live. I think we should be way more willing to accept uh, offers and to say, what if, What if I wanted to be blessing that person at 4:15 in the morning and not having to deal with? Uh, getting into a strange car at four thirty, at four fifteen, circa four thirty yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So,
1: or sometimes just you know the lead off to a flight, a nice pleasant ride from somebody you know. Hmm. You know, despite what Jay says about not wanting to talk to, you, <laughs> to anybody, <laughs> it might have been you specifically at four fifteen in the morning. Well, it might have been. Uh, Jay thought... doesn't
0: want to talk to me. Maybe.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Manchester. Real, uh, I, 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 that could be it. But uh, it is it it's it's not a hard thing to accept like something like that. Our bigger things hard to accept. Mm. And, and I'm also impressed with and the example of the blind man. The blind man his his level of trust. He's like, well, didn't have much on the calendar. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> but this better not but this better not be an this better not be an Amway meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the All last right. time you guys, yeah, I don't know.
0: All right, let me take a little break. We'll come back. If you uh, are resistant to letting people help you when they offer help, I'd love to know. We've got a couple of uh, yeses, people saying, no, I like help. I I accept it when it comes in, and right now I've gotten no pushback. So that's really a good sign. So if you are a person that says, yes, I would love some help, text the word yes to 877-933-2484 Or if you're a person and your instinct is to push back and say, oh, no, you don't have to do that. No, I'll take a cab. I'll take care of it. Uh, I will help. I I don't need help. I'm just curious about that as well. Text the word PUSHBACK to 877-933-2484, and I'll be right back with Patrick. Hi there, and welcome. If you are a new listener, we want to officially welcome you with a free welcome packet gift. Request yours today at MyFaithRadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Patrick Albanese is my guest. I don't know if I call you a guest or my friend, you uh, start yeah. my, my week, and we try to do it on a lighter note. I've gotten a lot of nice response from people, and they're all in saying, yes, I'll take the help. And my, my friend Dave says, what if you really need help, but you do the Minnesota thing and say, no, that's okay. And then they don't ask again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you, you in trouble. It, you're just trying to balance the thing. You go wait, 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 wait. And, uh, you know, you're so, we're supposed to volley back and forth at least three times. Yeah, there's got to be a
0: rally before it finally gets decided.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is a you know this is the warm up to the real ask. <laughs> as as, yeah. As soon as as soon as I sent you weakening, I go. You know what? Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Now, do, does it depend on the size of the uh, of the favor? I, I don't well? know.
0: I don't know, but we had a lot of people chiming in saying, yes, 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 I'll take the help, I'll take the help. And then Wyatt said to me, well, maybe it's easy to text in, yes, I'll take the help. But then when you're confronted in in real life, are you that agreeable?
1: Well, now, let's just say for the, like, using the airport run as an example, Um, is it a prerequisite that you um, turn it down at least once? I don't, like don't, <laughs> I don't know. I you don't know. Like if somebody were to say, I'll give you a ride to the airport. Do you come right out saying, well, that's fantastic. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, or or do you have to at least do one courtesy, oh, I couldn't possibly inconvenience you. Yeah, you probably. To, I, I think you're old one, just one mini pushback. Yeah, you're probably right. I yeah, I think just because that's that's sort of the, when somebody's being polite enough to say, I'll take you at four fifteen and uh, you have to at least be polite have to say, I couldn't possibly. And then they, as soon as they say, no, no, you go great. Great. We're in. <laughs> we're, <laughs> don't change your mind. Uh, you know, that's tomorrow morning, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, it's funny. My son said to me yesterday, he wanted to go to the gym with me this morning. And he says, what time do you get there? I said, five o'clock. And he said, okay. I said, I'm going to do you a favor, and I'm not going to wake you up. I will leave it entirely up to you. If you wake up and you're out there and ready to go, I mean, I might poke my head in your room to see if you're up. But, um, you know, I'm happy to take you, happy to take you on a training session, but let's see if you're willing to do it. And 4.45, he pokes his head out and says, are we going? Nice. And I was like, okay. So, but I think I was trying to do a nice courtesy pushback, saying, that's pretty sweet of you, Try, you know, looking at your dad saying, he's going to hurt himself at the gym if I don't go.
0: <laughs> Here's a, a more nu- a nuanced answer from Rosella. She said, yes, if it is helpful, help. I think oh. that's an interesting comment. And, and maybe not so much if they think they'll be helpful, but it may cause chaos.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that's kind so of a nuanced issue. Money, money, money can create stress like that. Like if somebody were to say, I'm, I need a little financial help. Those, are, those can be pretty awkward ones. So, A, how uncomfortable is it to ask for financial assistance? Or if somebody senses you are in need of financial assistance, to somebody to say, hey, here's $500 to get you through this tough time. hmm. Do you need to do a courtesy pushback on that? Or do you say, well, it's about time you offered? <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's a sensitive issue for some people. Yeah.
0: Now here's um, a here's another answer, Patrick. I always push back until my shoulder surgery last
1: December. Now it's a <laughs> solid yes. <laughs> and that's not because I can't lift any things anymore, just you you took the figurative to, to the literal. I can't push back anymore because I'm hurt. (laughs) I'm injured. Well, uh, okay, so you had a little family pushback. Uh, I'm trying to think of, because you and I have done tons of favors for each other over the years. Yes, we have. And I have completely lost track if I'm 10 or 12 favors ahead of you. I can't remember. You're you're 28
0: (laughs) behind me, just so you know. (laughs) 28
1: behind, okay. But, um... And maybe we've just, over the years of knowing each other, have developed a, a language where I don't think we play the pushback game
0: at all. Never. I never push it with you, and you don't ever with me. It's like, I need a, yeah. I need a ride at 4.15. You go, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I think that sometimes there are certain people where you know that you can just out and out ask, and you know they'll just ex- say yes. hmm Uh, I I think that's, although you did ask me to build you a suitcase for something. I haven't gotten to work on that yet. I did get to work on that. So
0: another comment that came in, when you ask uh, someone to help and they say no, and that can be a little disappointing, and it makes me not want to ask for help the next time.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a very good point.
0: So maybe the answer yeah. is I would love to do it, and I can't do it tomorrow. But I would love to get another opportunity to help. So make sure you ask next time. That might be a nice thing to say.
1: That'd be a nice thing to say. The last thing you want to say is "How dare you"? <laughs> 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 I believe that might be crossing a line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. You know, I. I in, One time I reached out to my brother for – I I, I needed a little financial help on something, and there was money. It wasn't coming for quite some time. And uh, we had to get over a a thing that had happened. Uh, And uh, he said, no problem. And uh, he he ended up sending me twice the amount of cash I asked for Mm. Uh, along with a loan agreement. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it, was, it was actually, you know, because I said, he, he said, let's not make things get uncomfortable between us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He said, so let's just do it this way. And I thought, well, I said, that's absolutely not only acceptable. I love it because now we have an agreement. And then, I don't know, I don't know, it was uh, six months later, a year later, he said, I was kidding about it. I don't want you to, you know, give me back any money. Wow. That's and and I thought, really I, I think he was just running to see. Well, it was. Um, and it was only $20. <laughs> <laughs> I should
0: have smelled that one coming, and I didn't.
1: <laughs> I thought loan papers was. I mean, I paid a, almost as much on certified mail because he insisted on a return receipt. But um, no, it, it was one of those things, and he never said anything else about it. I don't know if he was saying, well, I was just testing to see if he'd be willing to, to agree to something like that, or what it was. It was just one of the most wonderful, generous things. Uh, but I love that he said, I just don't want things to be messy, so yep. why don't we just sign a piece of paper that says, here's what we're doing? I, oh, say, I, I said, that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. What a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then I think it was six months or a year later, he says, he goes, yeah, don't I, I don't want any money back. I just, just take it as a gift. Was, I think I was. And that was, that was from your you brother. Think, that was from my brother. Yeah, I, I think he was would saying. You, would yeah. you send me his yeah. number? Yeah, I will. <laughs> now, here's the thing. My brother's six years older than me, and he teased me pretty relentlessly when I was young. And I believe this was just let's just call this reparations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So okay, he is yeah. e- he is easing his conscience after all these years. Yes, with a little interest free uh, m- gift. That's pretty
1: nice. Right.
0: That's, that was pretty nice. That's yeah. pretty nice. It was, it was pretty nice.
1: Yeah. So but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm, I struggle with it less as I get older because I think, I, you know, I'm trying to be much more aggressive in being the person that offers help.
0: I think that's lovely. Uh,
1: Yeah, Yeah. and And so when somebody offers some help in in return on something, you say, okay, because I know how hard it is to accept help sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. And I would say the overwhelming response from listeners today is, I am open to receiving help. And I think that's really a lovely thing. And again, I go back to Mark chapter 8, verse 22, where they brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village and I think, well, this is these are friends who are acting on behalf. They're they're being advocates for their friend. They're taking him by the hand to a place mm-hmm. where he doesn't know to meet a man that he doesn't know, and he
1: he doesn't know what the purpose is. No, but he trusted them, and he yeah. said,
0: "I'll go." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's a, a we, really a nice occasion in Scripture where where someone was recruited uh, to be taken to Jesus. And he, he went along. He said, oh, okay. And I often wonder yeah. how much of that do we need in our own lives more of, to say when people offer you an invitation, you just say,
1: okay. Well, I, yeah, I love the word, because you use the word recruit, and maybe that's part of, you know, there are opportunities you're given that uh, that maybe God has put you in a situation, or you're in a situation, that says, here's an opportunity to recruit somebody. To uh, lead them to Christ. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's here's an opportunity, and uh, you know, they're, they're, it's knocking on your door, and somebody's saying, you know, hey, whatever it might be, you know, you could just see somebody who's down, down and out, and you say, let's go to lunch,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you have a transformative lunch. Yeah, and it transforms you as much as it does them, of course because you start to realize your picture, you know, your little piece of the mosaic puzzle, mm-hmm. of God's beautiful image of life. And you go, I'm that little tile piece right there. Yep. But it's not a complete picture without me. That's mm-hmm. nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: So just, I was thinking it would be good to have that to think about when you're offering help to somebody to make sure that when you do it, you, you just let them know that you, you really do want to do it. it. It's not cheap talk. You know, sometimes... You, you yeah. do things like that, hoping that people turn you down. Going, oh, that's too bad. Oh. Yeah, you already got it right. Ah, oh, okay. Well, then I get credit yeah. for asking, but I don't have to do it. So, but I, I get I say, to sleep in, right? For, yes, right. Just there, be,
1: there is something about the credit for asking. Yeah, that, oh, I that, agree. That can be pretty tempting. You say, I don't really want to do it, but and then maybe you don't. <laughs> but it's also a courtesy to just offer it and say, "Okay, I offered, so I will do it with a smile on my face."
0: Yeah, I, you know, I. Yeah, I just see so much uh, need around, and I think you do too, Patrick. Uh, you uh, are you, you. You always live in the presence. You you have this ability to just uh, have situational awareness. I think that's a military term where you see what's going on around you. And when yeah. you do that, you see all the need and you see all the opportunities. For a moment, I was talking to a guy at the bank today, and he had this picture on his desk. And I made some comment, and he said, um, he, "He said that." That his fiance had a very troubling medical condition and, and may not live very long. And Ooh. it just gave me a moment to say, I, I am so sorry, and God bless you, and God bless her. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those little moments where I didn't take him by the hand and lead, lead him anywhere, but I hopefully gave him a, a moment of, of Christ's love, it, it just even though it was just for a second.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's easy to shy away from that, isn't it? Yep. Because those are, you know. Um, in fact, I met somebody new today, and she had, um, you know, a head covering on, and uh, she she goes, "Well, I'm just I'm doing chemotherapy, and uh, so I lost all my hair." But you know, and I said, "Well, how's it going? Do you have the?" And I just chatted with her for five minutes about all positive things related to the miracle of what the treatment is doing for her and helping her. But, you know, it's uncomfortable sometimes because, yeah, you can be in a situation where somebody takes off this head covering and you say, oops, I know what's going on here. And I'm, I, I don't like to face that reality sometimes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you go, well, this person's facing it. I think I can face it for five minutes with them. Right. And try and talk joyfully right as best I can.
0: Yeah. Yep. Carry burdens. It's a good thing to do. All right, Patrick, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you soon. Thanks. Talk to you later. You bet. Take a little break. We come back, the Monday afternoon mix. Pastor David Miles, I can see him in the green room. And after the break, I hope he comes in. Studio, we'll be right back.
3: It's the Afternoon Show with Bill Arnold. Let's
4: get it started, jump in your car, yeah. what's for dinner, yeah. it's the Afternoon Show
0: with Bill Arnold. Welcome to the show, it's time for the Monday Afternoon Mix. I'm not sure where our classic jazz music is, David.
3: Not sure either, yeah. but you know, that was we'll rocking. You know, hey, it's good to rock. It's good and energy. And to roll. Rock and or roll, rock and roll, especially yep. like wheels rolling down the road as people are driving home today. Or yeah, I like sitting that in their cars. Good imagery, scooting, scooting along in their chairs. Yeah, amen to all that. Got that rolling thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk uh, for about two minutes about sports, which it will include Wyatt in our discussion because he's the sports guru in this in the oh, studio. Man. I, I don't know about that. No, you are. No, <laughs> you I, are. I listen to these guys talk sports and they know everything. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh boy,
3: that's <laughs> fascinating.
0: Yeah. Man. And you had some uh you went to the University of North Dakota, didn't you? North no, Dakota State I got, saved, I got
3: saved twice. So I okay. went to uh, North Dakota State University. Yeah, that's right, that's I am right. from Grand Forks though, home of the University of North Dakota. Um and uh, you know, I did track and fields, was an NCAA All American and Conference Champion at North Dakota State University. Nice. And so um, loved it there, and there was like a huge rivalry between NDSU and UND back in the day.
0: That's University of?
3: North Dakota. North Dakota, and okay. And North Dakota State, because North Dakota doesn't have a professional That's true. football team. That's true. You know, or professional. They have a Christian
0: inter- radio station, though.
3: They do have a Christian radio station. They're
0: listening to us now.
3: They are, KFN. Hello, w. friends. Yes, yes, love them. Love all our stations. Yes. Um, but this past weekend, and you know what? When I would come home, the rivalry was so so big that even my, my youth pastor and my senior pastor at Faith E. Free Church in Grand Forks, they would call me out when I would come home when I was in college. Had my track jacket on, they're like, "Oh, Judas is back," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah." And the score was what this weekend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, having been out a little bit, not as much and uh, much on top of things, but had just seen a fire because this past weekend, UND beat NDSU, and like the first time in like twenty years, and Whoa. it was like the biggest point spread since eighteen ninety nine.
0: Okay, that's significant.
3: And so I just found it interesting as I was, like, you know, looking online at some of the Facebook things. And, I mean, like, people are really, like, you know, extremely, extremely, like, upset about this and, like, you know, that whole wanting heads to roll and stuff. And, guys, you know, for a little bit of time um, before living in Minnesota, before I pastored my family and I, we we did ministry in Ohio and learned about the Ohio State University. Of course. And if Mm -hmm. you're not from that area, you do have to understand it is— the Ohio State University mm-hmm. of Buckeyes, and um, just like literally their their love of sports to the point that I came into church um during like a march, and I thought someone had died, and I was like, like, no elder called me to told me that someone was in the hospital died. What had happened is that the Buckeyes had got flushed out of March madness, mm-hmm. and like it was like literally a funeral. so. So it led one of our, our elders, uh, Eddie Yuzinski, to write his doctorate dissertation on um, religion, uh, American sports, almost like religion, wow. former religion. So so it's just really wild, this rivalry thing that mm-hmm. happens. So, It's, like, it, it's why, convicting, yeah. too,
4: when you think about it. What are we putting at the top of our priority list in life? I'm just as guilty of it at times. I care so much about sports, or if my team loses... Down in the dumps, it's like you said, it's like a funeral almost. And we need to take a look in the mirror, I feel like, and say, hey, what's really important here?
0: Yeah, if his team loses, he doesn't even make eye contact with me.
3: Doesn't look at you? Uh, no, nah, do not even look at me. Nothing.
0: <laughs>
3: not <laughs> no. talking to you First of this. all, l- l-
0: let everyone hear why it's the most amazing producer. He's phenomenal. I'm so glad to have him on the program. So I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I don't even know what your team is. What is your team? Yeah, what is your team?
4: Uh, what sport?
0: Well, let's see. Are we Probably, talking college football? College football, yeah.
4: Well, so this is going to sound odd. I actually cheer for Georgia in college football. Okay. And for a long time, though, not just because they went back-to-back national titles. Okay. So it's it's been
0: a while. But, All right. Uh, yeah, anyways. So, David, let's talk a little bit about sibling and interpersonal rivalries. I think there's a passage in James chapter 3. We can learn something about that.
3: Yeah, there is. And I mean, like, you know, James is writing to uh, the believers and even saying, like, hey, you know, kind of how joy my brother's. And sisters, you know, in their very first chapter, and he's writing to those that are actually caught in the dispersion. So these these 12 tribes are being dispersed through persecution, so they're actually going through hard times. And yet even in the midst of all this, uh, they're having partiality, and they're having like sharp tongues with one another. But in verse 13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast or be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so, like you know, this is like really salient. Oh no. This take is
1: a look at some of the medicine message.
3: This is really salient, like message. <laughs> That was me. Okay, oh, so I was trying what? to figure out where that came from. Yeah. Where did yeah. that
0: come from? My Who's laptop? doing
3: ventriloquism in the studio right now? <laughs> My laptop mute button went off and decided to play something. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't wow. happen.
0: Yeah. And, you, and you're problems. on your way to this really good point. Uh, and now I can't remember anything you said.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was like, what was that? Yeah. Okay, really. pull that guy. All right. Tell the coaches, pull him. Yep, he messed up. Um, but this this idea that, you know, In the midst of this, it's talking about a wisdom that's really salient today in all of our interactions with people. I mean, like, letting ourselves just get so, you know, uh, thrown to and fro on things, but remembering that we can be peaceable. Now, that doesn't mean, like, to not have you know, some some honest, good bantering. Like, mm-hmm. I love good bantering. <laughs> and I mean, like, and even though, you know, my pastor and youth pastor called me Judas, we had great bantering about the fact that I went to NDSU and they were at UND and stuff like that. Um, it's the part where we just kind of go overboard. And, and when we're so utterly more passionate about some things like this than we are even the Savior who died for us.
0: Mm. Well said. All right, let's... Um let this sibling rivalry thing too. This this competitiveness. Do you get in discussions that with friends on things that don't matter like sports <laughs> that go south? Why? I, I do
4: absolutely. Okay, yeah. I uh, I have a group text message actually with two buddies and a brother, and right. we talk every single day about stuff that's going on. And uh, you know, it's all in good fun. I, I think that's kind of what David had said. As long as you're not going over the line and they know what your intention is, it's okay. But once you start to hurt people, that's when you got to be a little bit more careful and maybe back off a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some of those things, they, they sting. I'm, I was mm-hmm. having a conversation this weekend with someone, and you know, they were sharing with me just a relationship with a sibling that they they deeply wanted a relationship, but it was broken. And they said uh, the person, that, that their older sibling just they kind of were like, the thing that they had against them was that they actually held a job. And they they really worked hard, but all the other woes of the other sibling, that sibling blamed it on the other person. Mm. And, you know, to the point of experiencing kind of even, you know, the whole like not being invited to the funeral and not being in the obituary and things like that and kind of those painful relationships. And so... You know, it's why it's saying like when the rivalry comes to a point where it starts breaking relationships, mm-hmm. you know, when it starts to undermine and I think I think that, you know, that's where where the, the wisdom above is first pure, you know. It's peaceable, it's gentle, it's open to reason. I think Bill, sometimes we wrestle with being open to reason with yeah. one another. So good. You know, and just slowing down a little bit.
0: That's James chapter three, verse sixteen. Yeah. Where for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist there will be disorder and every vile practice but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere.
3: <clears throat> yeah. You know and that's needed <clears throat> and it's actually needed to know why why do we need those things? chapter four goes on to say, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you don't have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You know, And sadly, we we have seen where this rivalry has gone out of hand, where it just seems kind of crazy that sometimes you're reading reports about someone dying at a kid's soccer match because parents got in a fight, and I I think one of one of the important things for us is to be be so circumspect about living vicariously um, through our children or through our grandchildren, and just letting them live, let them. Be the once in eternity creations they are. Like, yes, encourage them, challenge them, you know, inspire them to be all that they can be, but being mindful to not live vicariously through them, saying, like, you know, like, okay, I didn't make it to the Olympics, so therefore, my child, I'm going to run them ragged until they get there to say that I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I think, like, that's one of the things that's that's turned sports into, like, a $5 billion
0: Made it weird. Made it weird, I, th- I think. Anyway, we'll come back after yeah. a short break. David Miles is my guest. It is the Monday afternoon mix. So glad to have Wyatt on board, too. He's offered, offered some wonderful mix comments today. We'll be right back. We want to pray for you. We all need prayer. We would love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer, and we pray for specific listener requests every week. Share your prayer requests with us anonymously and securely on our website at MyFaithRadio.com. It's the Monday afternoon mix. Pastor David Miles, Wyatt M. That's the team right now. For this mix. Did you know his last name started with the letter M? It does? Wyatt M, yes. Oh, sweet. Fits pretty well, doesn't it? We can go back to M-A-M. M-A-M, exactly. Yeah,
3: because we had Miles Arnold and Maxwell, now we have Miles Arnold and M.
0: Yeah, Morell. Yeah. Or he
3: could just go M, like the British spy, M.
0: (laughs) That's true, too. That's true. One of the most valuable people in that series was M. M, yes. He had all the gadgets and all the stuff. (laughs) That was good.
3: O <laughs> M. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, David. Let's go back into James chapter four because there's some awesome passages here, uh, verses one through twelve. We were looking at. Um, he gives more grace. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you.
3: That's strong language when it says God opposes the proud. Yes, he. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a number of things where, like, God before us, who can be against us. I mean, like, all those various things, but God is like, opposes, like, the, the proud person, but He gives grace to the humble, you know? And I think sometimes when you're going through things, really submitting yourself to God because um, it's so easy to want to just naturally retaliate on some things. You know, one of the things in coaching football for my sons and stuff, we would often talk about honor and poise. And you know, if you've done sports, you know, like if some if a scuffle happens on the field, it's not the first shove that gets seen; it's the second and the third one. Mm-hmm. It ends up getting flagged. And so, at times, just maintaining your poise in situations, and I guess the same could be said in the in in kind of verbal judo or like verbal verbal karate. Like sometimes it's not the first comment, but it's that second comment mm-hmm. that follows up, and that third comment, and then all of a sudden this it just kind of fuels itself. And it, it kind of builds into this. And, you know, back to 14 where it says in chapter 3, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, do not boast or be false to the truth. So that whole boasting, that ambition, that jealousy, that, that need to be like first pl- place. And I think that's one of the things that gives grace to us as believers because when we seek like Colossians 1:18 says that in all things that Christ might be preeminent, that Christ would have first place. When we allow Christ to have first place in our life, we don't we don't have to strive. We, we don't have to prove prove a point. I remember one leader once said, you know I have nothing to prove. you know And so um, and nothing to lose. That person is like, I'm willing willing to give up, you know, give things up that I don't need. And so, you know, the ability to to be wholeheartedly into something and to give your very best. So it's it's not like a, you know, if you have nothing to prove that you're just kind of like, I'm not going to do anything, you know. No. I mean, you're still being a good steward, but not from a boastful arrogance that you have to prove something to someone, mm-hmm. but more so out of gratitude. God, I want to live my best life for you. I want to steward my life. You've given me a talent. I want to give you one back. I want to give two by your grace in your strength for your glory, knowing that anything I give back to you is in those three things by your grace and your strength for your glory. Um, but really why you said this at the break, like what is the motivation of our hearts?
4: Yeah, no, that's what it comes back to with everything in life. In my opinion is what's your motivation for doing what you're doing and going off of what you said there, I know we're in James, but I'm thinking about what Paul says in Romans right now, boasting God. If you're going to boast, it better be in God and Jesus because if it's not, that's not the kind of boasting he wants to see.
3: Yeah. And I, and that's that's one of the things that's been <laughs> it's been super sweet about some of the health stuff that I was having, you know, in and uh, being in pain because like some people would be like, "Dude, you have a really good attitude." I'm like, "No, that's Jesus." Like seriously, like yeah. Jesus helped me have a good attitude because it is in our, in our flesh, we can just we can go so many different ways with it. But it's like when when you sit there and think about what the Lord has given, what he's done, how he saved us, even how he sustained us. And, you know, um, that is an amazing thing. And that's one of the things that makes Christianity literally so utterly amazing out of any belief in the world. Because so many places are striving for power, you know, and all those things. But what do you do when the one who's created everything thought it not— Equal, to consider himself equal with God, but emptied himself and became nothing, becoming to the point of a slave and dying on a cross. I mean, like, so disempowering himself on our behalf. I mean, like, that, that's why, like, this whole thing of servanthood and, and being a servant, you know, um, um, Dr. King called it, like, the drum marcher's watch, that anyone can be a servant. You know, and there's such power in being a servant, especially when you're choosing to be a servant. And so that's the thing that's amazing about about Jesus—that one day the lion and the lamb will lay down together. Only God can do that. Mm. You know,
0: so true, David Miles. Um, when you speak against a brother or judge a brother, uh, we are then putting ourselves um, at a place where we're not loving. We're you know unless it's a brother who is in sin and you're trying to correct them but if you are if you are in situations where you're having these rivalries or you're having uh, you know these these like you were talking about on Facebook these arguments this vile back and forth that's not really productive I think for a believer that's no. probably why I'm not on social media <laughs>
3: No, it was, it was really interesting reading some of the comments that I get for being like, you know, passionate. And one person said, you know, the person who said like, I see like, there's kind of two camps here. There's a group that wants to give people a hug and the other one wants to give a boot in the behind, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and some were calling for heads and some were, I mean, but it was, it was just really interesting to see, you know, even just kind of the some of it, even just the vitriol and it's like and even people trying to remain positive were kind of being told like it's just negative. And you know one of the things, Jaden Jaden, my son, my youngest son, once said this to me. You know, he was he was giving an illustration and he said, you know, dad he said, Daddy, it's easier to go down the stairs than it is to go up.
2: Mm.
3: And I was like, do that again. And he like walked over, he says, Yeah, he goes, It's easier to just walk down the stairs. He goes, it takes a little bit more work to walk up the stairs. He goes, so it's easier to go down and be negative and keep going down. And if you keep running downhill, you can keep going until you roll over. But it takes effort to go up uphill. So, like, it's easy to go downhill on, on these threads. It's easy to go downhill in conversations. It's it's easy to go downhill and get caught into a whole bunch of things. But stopping and just saying, whoa, timeout. And I think that's why sports has timeouts. Yeah. Like sometimes there's just like something just needs to be a pause, and and feel the freedom in some things to say. You know what? Time out. I know I I've been in conversations and and people have started to say something. I'm like, hey, you know, time out. Wait a minute. You know what? I don't I don't think that person would want you to share their personal information. And the person would go on. I say, how about this? How about I go get that person and invite them into this conversation so they can at least respond to what you're sharing. Mm-hmm. You know. So, the, so calling a timeout. Feel free to call a timeout in a situation.
0: Yeah. The three P's: pause, pray, proceed. Ooh. Pause, pray, proceed. Just got a text too. In the Bond series, M was in charge overall. Q uh, had all the equipment and gadgets. So oh, I always appreciate being corrected. I love
3: being corrected.
0: I do. It's very helpful. I don't want to. It
3: is. And we shouldn't fear correction.
0: No, I, we I welcome walk it. In truth. I welcome it. Yeah, no, I love it.
3: We want to walk in truth.
0: All right, David, thank you so much. Wyatt, pleasure. Nice to have the Monday afternoon mix uh, today. We're going to take a little break. Dr. Tim Walsh is joining me in hour two. You're not going to want to miss this. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.